Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. You can't just look at, at your career in silo. You have to look at your other sort of parts of you. Well, and that's what I actually end up coaching people on is how do their values align, their whole values align to these career changes, these career decisions? Like if family is extremely important, that's something that you need to consider. Well, welcome to another episode of Beyond the Rut Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry, from Beyond the Rut, and I have with me the other host, Brandon Cunningham. Brandon, say hi to everybody. Hello, I'm Brandon from uh, Mr. and Mrs. Cunningham. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and we have a special guest. I've known this guy since sixth grade. He's the host of the Leaders Foundry Podcast, and he's a leadership coach, leadership consultant, Davidson Young. Davidson, say hi and tell us about yourself. Hi, world. My name is Davidson Young, and as Jerry mentioned, uh, I do leadership uh, coaching, consulting, and also uh, leadership development and training, uh, and I'm based in California. Awesome. So just to break the ice uh, for our listeners who don't know Davidson just yet, like I know Davidson, uh, we still got a lot of catching up to do, of course, uh, yeah. but the question I want to do just to break the ice for you is, uh, what's something about you that people would not know just by looking at you? Just by looking at me. Um, so that, that, this is a, a, t- a tough question because I, I, I don't know what people don't know about me. Um, I guess one, I'm, I'm passionate about running. Uh, so that's a, a big part of my sort of being aside from my wife and, and my two dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I run, uh, frequently. I've done, uh, several marathons and I'm planning or hoping to do a 40 mile run. Uh, on my 40th birthday, oh, uh, wow. which so is uh, going to be a big challenge. It's a, it's a big 4-0, so uh, I, I thought I would set a big uh, sort of running milestone for myself as well. That is huge. And so the, would that count as an ultra marathon, or is that just 40 that miles? Would, yeah, a step beyond 26.2 miles is an ultra marathon. So. Okay, so anything <laughs> one step beyond, okay. I, I've done a 30-miler, but I, I've never gone beyond that. So this would definitely be a challenge for me. Gosh, I know I've got a guy here on, on the other end of the call here. He's challenged us to go watch a Spartan race <laughs> so, ah. <laughs> <laughs> while we're complaining about the heat of Austin, Texas, or no, Houston, Houston. Houston uh, so Houston. we're complaining about the heat of Houston, Texas. We, we've got to think of Davidson, who this year is going to be running 40 miles to celebrate his 40th birthday. So we'll have nothing to really complain about, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's funny because the way Jerry put that, too, is we're going to watch, watch a Spartan yes. race <laughs> and then decide if we're going to be in a race. With some beers and some drinks and snacks. <laughs> yeah. A couple of chairs. Awesome. And then uh, I didn't tell Brandon this, but one of my coworkers wants to put together a relay marathon team. And so oh, that's, I, cool. that's fun. Yeah. Um, I, I am willing to come watch that too. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to remember why I got out of the army. It's like, no, I hate running. Why? 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 So uh, I guess they figured, hey, he was in the army. He loves to run. It's like, no, yeah, that's you can go long miles. No. Yeah. I mean, if I have to, I guess I, I'll do it. So, yeah. But I got to get in With shape. Somebody for yelling it. at you, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that always helps. <laughs> I'll have my son on a bicycle. Hurry up, you. <laughs> It's, that's all he has to say. Hurry up, you. 
<laughs> awesome. Well, Davison, thanks for joining us. Obviously, uh, we, we've been doing this podcast for a few uh, months now, and, and Jerry and I just recently kind of revamped it and started thinking through what can we really bring the people that listen to this some value. And, and yeah. he mentioned you and the things that you're doing. And, and our target pretty much, and the people I think that are listening are people that have good jobs, they make good income, they've yeah. got benefits, their life's good. Yeah. But they know they want something more. It's not about, oh, I'm dying. I'm losing my house. I have to. It's yeah. more of a, I want more. Right. And when Jerry was telling me your story, it just lit a fire in me too. And I thought, you know, we've got to get this thing on the air and, and let people find out more about you. So I know you, you mentioned some of your background, but tell a little bit yeah. about uh, where you were and, and where you are now and what you're doing. Yeah, sure. So I guess um, the story that uh, relates to to the topics that you guys are interested in, the the audiences that you're um, uh, that are listening, is my my time at Google. So I actually spent uh, nine years at Google. Fairly long, eventful, fun, exhilarating career there. Certainly a lot of rewards, both personally, professionally, and also you know monetarily. Uh, you know, yeah. in the case that some people are are thinking about. Um, so I, I grew up uh, really professionally there, became, you know, um, a, a manager, people manager, ended up having a lot of scope managing 35 people, at, uh, you know, my, as my largest team across the Americas. I, I ended up being able to fulfill my professional uh, dream of working abroad uh, and living abroad in, in Singapore. So that was my that was my professional career. Like, this is the one thing I want to accomplish in my <laughs> career is to be able to do this. And I was able to do that at Google. So I'm, I'm very thankful for uh, my manager, uh, Stephanie, that, that allowed me to do that and was extremely supportive of doing that. Um, but my, my story of change or, you know, the, the, the rut that you, may, <laughs> you guys may be talking about actually started in Singapore. My, my leadership chain uh, changed and there were leaders that I didn't necessarily get along with or, or agree with in terms of the direction of the team or just in terms of connection uh, with them. And that, that's when I really started becoming sort of anxious to really figure out what I wanted to do, which I think at the end it was, was a good thing for me. So even before I went to Singapore, I was actually contemplating what's next for me. I've, I've been in this, in this area for several years uh, I, I've learned quite a bit, and but my bucket in terms of learning was getting full. So I was already getting sort of antsy in terms of what I wanted to do. But of course, the possibility of going to Singapore was there. So I kind of <laughs> held off, right? It was right. like, oh, th- this goal is really close. So l- let me hold off looking for something else because this is, this is really my dream. So once I, you know, the, the, the changes started happening, that's when I really started becoming really serious about figuring out what I wanted to do. And so I ended up doing facilitation and training uh, and development as my sort of 20% project at, at Google, helped out with a major project for, for coaching internally. And that's where I really fell in love with, with what I'm doing now. It's taken quite a bit of a journey. I mean, this, this sort of itch uh, started, you know, three years ago. And now I'm, I'm just in the middle of sort of the transition or the change, uh, or I'm sorry, the change. All I want to interrupt just for a second. And that yeah. one point of whenever you realized that you were going down the one path that wasn't a bad path, but mm-hmm. you had a real, uh, just a calling, a passion to do something a little different. Did yeah. you facilitate that or did somebody come along and say, hey, Davidson, I want you to do that? Because I think one of the things that I, yeah. I see in people is they're waiting for somebody to go, OK, I'm an anointing you to go do that. 
No, well, no. So it was it was me. I mean, I, I had a conversation with my manager, and my manager's like, "Well, why why do you want to change?" I think was <laughs> was her question. Exactly. Like, well, you know, I I just think that you know I need something different. I I I've learned all I can. I've achieved all I can. So why? I mean, there was just wasn't that itch to continue learning. Oh, oh obviously, there's more to learn. There's always more to learn. <laughs> But I felt that like my bucket was was full, was pretty full, right? Uh, I would have to scramble for other things to 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 learn easily. It wouldn't come naturally or easily in terms of picking up those new new lessons or new learnings. That's a great point because I think there's a lot of people that are they they, they feel this urge, but mm-hmm. they think, well, I'm really good here. I'm making good yeah. money. My manager thinks I'm great. I'm, everybody yeah. thinks I'm doing a good job. Yeah. If I yeah. take this step, I could fail. But for mm. you, it sounds like you were more scared of, of not attempting than you were of failure. So partly. So I, 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 I can't say that I was uh, extremely courageous in taking <laughs> this step, right? It, it right. took a while. So there's a lot of fear involved. Um, so just a, a little bit of background. I mean, one, um, one of the things I thought about during this stage is what, I, what do I really enjoy doing? You know, in terms of work, I enjoyed my job. So it wasn't that I, I stopped enjoying my job. But one of the things I started enjoying was actually facilitating and training and development because I was doing that with my team. I, I, I did onboarding. I did team building stuff with them, things like that. I, I enjoyed coaching uh, my individual team members. So that was one of the things like, oh, maybe I'll focus on training and development and coaching. And also my, my background, I actually wanted to become a, a high school art teacher uh, before <laughs> getting into corporate. So it kind of lent itself to like what I was originally passionate about. So that's why I decided to pursue it. I think one of the challenges is personally, internally of making that leap, right? So some people may actually have to take a step down to move into a new area, right? So for right. me, I, I, I didn't necessarily have all of the credentials to move into a new area, so would I have to take a step down? That would be a pay cut, something that I would have to evaluate. Some people may have to evaluate that because they have a, a mortgage, a family to support. Perhaps it's in a different location that, that they're in. So they would have to consider that. So it's not necessarily an easy choice. I actually attempted to move into that area at Google. But one of the things that was, that was challenging is moving in there because there weren't that many roles available. And also, the roles were very narrow. They weren't a, the broad sort of roles and responsibilities that I was looking for to, and to get into in order to practice my craft and, and learn my craft. Uh, so that was one of the things that, that was challenging is really just the process of, of changing. Um, that's a great point because it's not necessarily what you can see. Sometimes you have to go outside of your organization. Yeah, exactly. When you're working for an organization like Google, you think, why would you ever consider leaving, leaving right, or moving right. out of it? But yeah. sometimes that opportunity is not there, not because yeah. they're bad, but because exactly. it's not fit. Yeah, sometimes you know, things don't align. You know, sometimes, you know, for my uh, team member of mine, a uh, former team member of mine, it perfectly aligned and she was able to transition very easily. But just the timing didn't work out for me. I think looking back, you know, venturing off on my own actually helped me in getting what I wanted, which is to to learn, right, and expand my capabilities uh, in this new field. So I don't, I don't, uh, I think it actually worked out for the better. You know, I get to design uh, training, I get to develop, I get to deliver it. I, I get to now, uh, you know, uh, do business development that I wouldn't have been able to to learn. 
if I would have stayed at, at Google. So that, that, I think, kind of worked out at the end uh, for me. And I know that was kind of a quick synopsis of over, um, I'm sure, a few years. But mm-hmm. what are uh, maybe one or two things that you thought you maybe didn't know were going to happen that did happen that, that surprised you or were maybe a little bit more challenging? Or uh, or I know you said that you're married. Was this something that you went home to and your wife went, oh, yeah, yeah. this is a great idea? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so my, my wife is extremely supportive. Uh, I, I do have to thank her. I'm, I'm very appreciative that she's been in this journey with me and actually helping me uh, as an entrepreneur. So, you know, we, we're, we're fairly open and, you know, we discuss things and I've shared with her my, my interests. And, and she kind of knew that I was unhappy, that, you know, there was something that wasn't, I wasn't liking at Google anymore, right? And the change, I think, you know, was supported by her. We had to consider financial stuff, right? Because <laughs> right. Still got to <laughs> pay the bills. <laughs> yeah, still got to pay the bills. I was, you know, when she moved to Singapore with me, you know, she wasn't working in Singapore. So I was really the only one making, making money there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, coming back, where do we want to live? The Bay Area is really expensive if I, if I become an entrepreneur. But the business is here. You know, she wanted to go back to school and finish her degree. So, you know, uh, you know, ideally would be in San Jose. So, you know, we had to talk through that and and even discuss things like, okay, we need to manage our budget, right? (laughs) We need to, you know, there, there may be some things that we need to give up on because you want to be an entrepreneur. So she's been extremely supportive. You know, I think it has to be both, right? Because, you know, your career isn't your whole being like there's relationships you have to consider there's financial stuff you have to consider you know again locations family like you know you you may not be able to just up and move to new york city because of a good job because (laughs) you know your family members are where you're located right so you can't just look at at it at your career in silo you have to look at your your other uh sort of parts of you well and that's what i actually end up um coaching people on is how do their values align, their whole values align to these career changes, these career decisions? Like if family is extremely important, that's something that you need to consider. So we actually end up coaching the entire person, not just doing career coaching. That's great. You knew you were reaching a point where you've learned everything you can learn at Google. All the buckets are full. You needed bigger buckets, basically, or different buckets. Yeah. And you, you took a time, some time to assess yourself, your values, where you are, where you want to go. You also took the time to speak it out and, and talk it out with, with your wife and then put together that financial plan. There then came that moment where you had to pull the trigger you had to yeah. you hit the button to, to launch your spacecraft yeah. into orbit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so tell us what was difficult about making that decision to yeah. leave corporate so, life. I have to say, I have to clarify, I didn't pull or pull the trigger or push the button completely. <laughs> so it was, it was scary, right? So, yeah. so leaving, like one of the big, big scary parts for me was around money and security, mm-hmm. right? right? So that's a really scary thing to give up on, a stable income, <laughs> having benefits, right? Yeah. Uh, stock options, all of that stuff. From what right. I've heard, Google's doing pretty good. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and you know, uh, Google. I mean, uh, thankfully, Google has been very nice to me over the years. So we've had we've had we had savings, but it's still that stability that was gonna be gone. So I actually didn't pull the trigger completely. I was I was really scared. <laughs> uh, so I actually ended up taking 
a, a role at another company that I thought was actually going to be a good transition. It would have shifted me to the, the field that I was interested in. Okay. And I thought that would be a good sort of soft landing spot. Still give me the security, give me an opportunity to learn. I actually would be coaching people um, internally. So that was sort of a soft landing spot. Uh, however, I kind of ran into the same sort of issues where I didn't agree with, not my manager, I love, I love my manager and love my team, but we didn't align with the, the new director that came in. So I ended up uh, after three months actually just saying, you know what, I'm, I am going to pull the trigger. So I, I, I had sort of this moment where I was like, no, I'm just going to leave. I'm just going to quit. I'm going to put in my, my notice and I'm just going to pursue this. And that was sort of an exhilarating <laughs> moment <laughs> to, to be able to, to do that. And I remember I had dinner plans with, with a couple of friends that same night. So I made the decision, I think, like at 5.30 that afternoon. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was in a restaurant with them, like at, at 6.30. And I, I, I said, you know what? I'm quitting and I'm going to pursue this. And I think even verbalizing it to people right on the spot helped me find the courage to move forward. Right. Uh, with that decision. Otherwise, I think I probably would have like, oh, wait, let's weigh the pros and cons of this. <laughs> so your friends are pretty <laughs> supportive. People hear it, I think, helped me just like, okay, it's cemented now, you know. And of course, went to my wife. She was supportive. Uh, told my boss that night. I actually called her up, like, I think at 9, 9 p.m. And I said, <laughs> you know, I'm putting in my notice. She was also very supportive, uh, which, was, which was great. So yeah, it, it was a slow pull. <laughs> and then hard pull at the end, I guess, yeah. is uh, what the, the image is. Uh, kind of like so easing into a swimming pool. You know, you just... Uh. Yeah, you dip your toes and then you <laughs> dive in, right? It's, yeah. it's kind of like that. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, we almost have to have that external, like, negative pressure, that painful moment or that painful experience with a maybe a leader that inspires us to say, you know what? Life's too short. Yeah. This is my dream. I've got everything lined up. Yeah. Let's go for it. And I, I just, I'm always amazed by that. It's never like, you know what? I love my boss. I quit. You know, it's like, I quit. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I have heard of that, but it typically, you know, it's either the, you know, somebody that, that can make that leap with, with something positive going on or mm -hmm. it's a negative. So in this case, it, it took kind of both. Yeah. <laughs> on my side I think the distinction you made too is really important to kind of park on for a second is you were real honest with with yourself first but mm -hmm. then also your wife and your friends and your manager you know I know that's hard in some professions you know if you even give the hint that you might leave you'll lose out on some opportunities or yeah. something but it's important to be honest about it because then you get to walk away with your integrity and say you know I didn't yeah. take anything from them I didn't yep. cheat them in any way we ended on mutual terms and, mm -hmm. and we can still be partners in some capacity and whatever comes up in the future. You don't have to go out guns blazing. I hate this place, you know, and make yeah. a big scene. You yeah. could leave on great terms. Yeah. I, I think that that's definitely possible. Um, I think part of it is, is understanding what's going on with you. Right. You know, it, it wasn't necessarily, again, sort of a great environment at the, you know, my second job, but I, I try to make the best of it, at least with my team anyways. You know, I, I, I go back there, I've done consulting with them. Uh, I keep in touch with my manager and, and my, my team members. So it's been a great sort of professional relationship beyond those three months, which, which I've, I've really appreciated. 
Uh, and it's it's worked out quite well for me. Now, as far as you know, difficulties in making that making that decision to leave. I mean, obviously, yeah. the most closest important relationship to you, your wife was was very supportive. Yeah. Your friends are supportive. Uh, did you experience any pressure from other loved ones to to stay in corporate life, stay where the benefits are? Yeah, yeah. I think to, to Brandon's point previously, you know, talking to to people can be beneficial. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there are points where it's not beneficial <laughs> as well. <laughs> So it, and and that's kind of difficult for an individual to kind of figure out like what when is is this beneficial to share with people and where people actually not supportive. Yeah. You know, and I how remember, do you tell the difference between like wise counsel and somebody who's just you know they themselves have that fear and so they're just conveying it to you? Like yeah, how do you distinguish right, between right. those two? Yeah. So like you know questions like why would you leave Google? You know why <laughs> would you leave? Uh, an amazing job on your resume. That might have been uh, my, know, my to... response to one of your announcements on, on Facebook. <laughs> like, why would you leave Google? Yeah. <laughs> Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash Capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, Back to the show. Oh, and then, you know, I had a, I remember I had a friend, you know, make a comment like, wow, that's really risky. And Mm -hmm. and he's very, you know, he's very much sort of a traditionalist having high security, high stability sort of values and being an entrepreneur, not necessarily that that's my, my value, like made me like sort of question like, oh, what's. Yeah, I am leaving security, but after a while, I'm kind of like, no, I'm I'm going to take this risk and and move forward. So yeah, I, I think part of it is actually not listening to some people. <laughs> there may be things that you actually don't want you want to avoid telling people, certain people, right. um, what you're doing because they may have this, you know, they may be this real life sort of saboteur that's kind of telling you, why would you leave? You're going to fail. You're going to do this. And I, I've heard that. Oh, yeah, you definitely got to stay away from those guys. And we did that on a previous episode. We talked about the problem with you pursuing your dream is that that puts pressure on me to do it. And I'm too scared or I'm too comfortable to do it. So I don't want you to leave a good company with with good benefits and good pay because then that doesn't give me an excuse to not leave. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I I see people that are are also self-aware that still struggle with it. And then, you know, I, I can't say that it was a smooth transition. <laughs> so, you know, I, I made this, I made the decision. And then about, um, I would say like a month later, I, I actually had a nervous breakdown for the first time in my, in my life. So I, I started, you know, I was happy. I was so, so excited for a couple of weeks, setting up my business, started like getting some, some clients, uh, started figuring out sort of my business plan. And then about a month later, I just sort of broke down. Part of it was the pressure I was putting on myself, the scariness of not making money for, for a while, right? It's, right? It takes a while to set, set things up. 
And I think, I, I don't know if this is, uh, I, I know that there's been research around this, but for men, making money and being that sort of bread breadwinner, that contributor, that hunter, bringing bring back the, the you know, the, the catch or the, yeah. you know, the, the food the for prize, the day, the food for the day. <laughs> that's a really big sort of psychological thing that they have. Right. So you oh, have yeah. to be a provider. You have to be this. And I think that's what I was experiencing is that, you know what, I'm, I'm not a good provider right now because I, I don't have that regular paycheck. And I really broke down and, you know, Luckily, my wife actually, you know, helped me through it. She was understanding. She made me see that she would be there with me and, you know, we'll stick it out together. So extremely happy that I have her her support. And she did notice that she, I was having a nervous breakdown. And, you know, that <laughs> yeah. this is not normal, that, that this isn't the normal thing that I come with every, every month. It's just like a one-time thing. So she noticed that. That so, goes along with your previous point of having the open conversation. But then the, the other other point that I think I, I see there is it's kind of like when you win the, the Super Bowl, not that I have, but, you know, you get that initial just joy and, wow, Davidson's awesome. He left Google to start something and that's awesome. Yeah. And then two weeks later, nobody's around. There's no band. Yeah. There's no cameras. It's just you in the bathroom yeah, staring at me. yourself in the mirror going, right. What if we don't eat? I mean, what if? Yeah, like, what, what the f am I doing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you left Google's a great story unless you're homeless a month later. Yeah, then you're exactly. like, okay, it's not oh, such a great story anymore. Yeah, so so actually, the homeless comment is actually really interesting because I get these little thoughts sometimes. I call them micro fears, and I actually haven't uh, felt this in a while. But uh, there was a point I would say like six months ago. What I would just be walking my dogs and, I, and a micro fear comes up and I'm like, what if I become homeless? Yeah. And, you know, it lasts for maybe a minute. Right. Mm-hmm. But it, it's a thought. And I know like so after two minutes or a minute, I'm like, oh, that's kind of silly. I'll, I'll never be homeless because I have my mom. I, I'll be able to do something. <laughs> I have my own faculties. I, I, you know, I'll work hard, et cetera. But there's these micro fears that come up. I don't know if that's something that you guys have experienced wow. or other people have experienced, but they don't last very long. So those are, you know, those are things that you have to kind of self-manage as well and realize that they're there and sort of push them away. Other people have bigger fears, right? So I have some big fears as well, but those, there's some micro fears as well uh, along the way. But homelessness is one of the micro fears. <laughs> that's a great term. I love that, micro fears. I, yeah. I, I can totally relate to that. I think my wife would consider homelessness a macro fear, not a micro fear. So <laughs> I think that's really cool that you, you categorize it as oh, just a little thing. We'll get over that. Yeah, just so. a little. Well, <laughs> I call it a micro fear because it only lasts like a minute. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if it lasts like more than a few hours, that's a that's a, that's a huge fear. Yeah. yeah. You got to make sure you've done something to fight that back. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. How, you know, so and, and one, that's one of the things that you have to sort of develop is how do you ignore these certain certain fears that come up. Uh, self-doubt is a big one that comes up in a lot of entrepreneurs. And a lot of people actually, I think, is, is self-doubt. So how do you sort of brush those away, overcome them? Great conversation. What one piece of advice would you give folks who are thinking about making that, that leap from corporate life into their dream? Yeah. So I, I don't think I would have one specific one. Okay. Listen to this episode over and over so again. So I, I, have, I have one logical <laughs> one and I have one sort of philosophical one. How about okay. that? Yeah, Great. do that. Do that. So, so the logical one that I would actually share with people is pursue it early. 
don't let it linger too long. Because I think part of the challenge of being in corporate and not being able to follow your dream is that you do get in the, at this good road, you're making money, you're getting promoted, you're becoming stable, you, you're becoming content. Even though you have this dream that you want to pursue and everything feels good. Everything's going well. Why would I leave? <laughs> So the longer I think you put it off, the longer it becomes challenging to leave that comfort. So I, I would right. say like once you figure, like have this dream that you want to pursue, try to figure out a way to, to pursue it even, even before you move up the ranks, right? before you become a director or a VP, <laughs> start you know, getting all of these yeah. sort of bonuses and stock options that, and then starting to buy a big house. <laughs> these cars, these mortgages, and that kind of, you know, these mortgages and, and cars and all of these sort of materialistic stuff kind of get you stuck into that rut. Oh, uh, yeah. And, Those are the barriers that keep building up yeah, around you. Yeah, exactly. And so then the, the philosophical? philosophical advice is really get intentional in terms of like where your values are. Like, what do you really value? You know, it may be family, it may be, you know, problem solving, it may be leadership, it may be uh, being creative. And do those values align with your current work or do they not? And if they don't and you, you believe that it can be met going off on your own or pursuing your dream, then you should pursue your dream. But that's a lot of sort of self-work, self-analysis uh, that you have to take. Sometimes it takes you know time to figure that out. Sometimes it takes some alone time and self-reflection to figure it out. But once, like, if you think that those values can be met better pursuing your dream, then I would say go for it. That may be sort of signs or signs telling you that that's the right move. Great. Great. So we know you've got uh, the podcast, The Leaders Foundry, because you know it's a podcast about how leaders are made, not born. And I know it's on iTunes, it's on Stitcher, it's on your website, theleadersfoundry.com, as well as SoundCloud. Uh, what are some other great ways people can get in touch with you and maybe even ask about the training programs that you have? Oh, yeah. I, I think the, the website is the, the easiest way, theleadersfoundry.com. My, my contact information is there. You can, you can find my picture and hopefully beautiful mug in, in there, but they can, they can email me. Certainly I'm on Twitter, but I'm not that active, uh, to be honest with you. I'm also on Facebook, but I'm not that active on social media, but the best way is to email me hello at davidsonyoung.com. Uh, if they have any questions about leadership or coaching, uh, anything like that, awesome. they can reach out to me via email. And I, I thought legally you had to be on Twitter if you live in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> That's not an I think ordinance. It's a birthright. Birth, uh, birth <laughs> awesome. And, and of course, we're a Texas based duo here. And I couldn't help but notice that you've got a training coming up in Austin. Is that correct? The I, People Manager I do. Essentials? So, I, yeah. Again, I'm doing leadership development. So, we have a three day leadership training program that we're rolling out in the Bay Area in March and okay. then Austin. In June, I know it's going to be hot, but uh, I'm excited to go there and train some leaders, interact with leaders and help them develop. Maybe we can, we can, I don't know how far it is from, from you, but maybe we can see each other in person. Cool. Yeah. It's like what, two and a half, three hours, depending on yeah, how fast we drive. Three hours. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. yeah. We can do that. And I, and is there any space available in that one if people want to go to your website and get hooked up? Yeah. So, well, we haven't officially launched it. It's there on the website, but we haven't uh, shared it with the world, so certainly people can, can sign up. It's a great program, very interactive. It's, I think, very different than the 
or leadership programs that are out there. It's you're not stuck in a in a conference room. You you'll be doing things in practice, and there's also uh, a great leadership simulation that we'll be doing where people can experiment with leadership styles and how they want to expand their leadership. Right, and that's also found at the leadersfoundry.com. Yes. Just click on the training tab and I'll take you there. Great. Yes. Well, thanks, Davidson, for joining us. Uh, it's been Thank great you. to Thank connect you with you. Thank you for having you. me. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Beyond the Rut. We'd like to hear from you of what you wish you heard in today's episode. So call in to 361-563-3788 and we'll follow up with a future episode just for you. Also, be sure to head over to iTunes to rate, review, and subscribe to our show. Then share us with your family and friends. You can check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 022. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Capshow team today and join me inside that community.